0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2140. This is the famed Pebble Beach Concours Car Week. So I'm off to the airport for my annual trip to enjoy so many spectacular events. Motor the Jet Party, the Rolex Monterey Historic Races, the Quail, the Pebble Beach Tour, Concorso Italiano, and of course the crown jewel of Car Week, the Pebble Beach Concours elegance. So if you're there and you see me, please come up and say hello, because after all, all these car events and all this fun around cars is really about the people. And our guest today is going to be on one of the panels, the Pebble Beach Concours. So listen up, you're going to learn a lot. I'll see you, Pebble Beach. Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Wellington, Florida, but I'm about to be in Pebble Beach with this guest today, a very special guest, a returning guest by the name of Philip Richter. Philip, welcome back to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready? I usually say, are you ready to release the clutch, but are you ready to head to Pebble?
1: I am ready to head to Pebble.
0: Yeah, you've got a little further to go than I do, but we're all going to converge in the same place, and you're doing something pretty cool this year at Pebble that really proud of you for what you're doing, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. Before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Philip,
1: because I don't think I asked you
0: this question when you were on the show way back in 2017?
1: Uh, You know, I love horsepower, but I also love horses, and I've been competing in uh, equestrian show jumping my whole life. And I, I love what horses bring into my life and what amazing, amazing animals they are. I love horsepower, but I also
0: love horses. Absolutely, every time I see your post on social media of you running through a field, jumping over fences and rails and whatever they call them in, in your sport, I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, that's Philip. What the heck? Amazing animals. My grandfather was a farmer in Texas and rode a horse up until almost the last day of his life. He passed, and when he was 88 years old, he was a true cowboy. And I remember visiting him. I was a long-haired surfer kid from Southern California and climbing up on those horse. In the first, I still remember. I'm like, these things are big. They're kind of scary. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're big animals, and, and uh, you know, you don't want to get in their way if something goes wrong. But most of them are very sensitive and aware of where their riders are, even when you're not in the tack. So.
0: Pretty cool. All right. Well, let's talk about Car Week. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about having fun at the Pebble Beach Concours. Philip Richter is the president and co-founder of Hollowbrook Wealth Management, a New York-based private wealth Management firm that oversees in excess of one billion. That would be with a B in client assets. Philip also serves on the advisory board of the OVO Fund, an early-stage technology venture capital firm based in Palo Alto, California, and oversees the Prey Family Foundation. He is also on the board of the United States Equestrian Team Foundation. As he mentioned, the United States Equestrian Federation, and competes in equestrian show jumping in the high amateur owner jumper division. Wow, Philip is a vintage car enthusiast, of course, who maintains a collection of modern German classics, pre-war American cars and pre-war German motorcycles. He's got some cool iron. He participates in international Concord Elegance events and periodically writes articles for Sports Car Market Magazine, something he's done since 2016. I saw your article in uh, the August issue, I believe. He also maintains Turtle Garage, a widely read weekly online collector vehicle journal. It's very cool. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our valued sponsors, so please give them a little listen. They're the reason we can do this every day and we'll be right back car week can't wait to get there you know i've been an advocate for covercraft products to protect my vehicles for decades but did you know that they also offer you top quality products for your boats and watercraft covercraft puts their quality design manufacturing and fabrics into their full cover bimini tops T-tops, boat lift covers, outboard motor covers, personal watercraft, and accessories. Protect your marine toys from damaging UV ray, and you'll get the same high-quality fit and finish you've come to know for your road vehicles for your watercraft. And I've got a great offer for you as well. As usual, use the code YEAH21 at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. And you get some free shipping, too. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you on the road and even on the water. Visit Covercraft.com today. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day, and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said... While I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy, and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled are stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI. Yeah, that's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance, designed by collectors, for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Jim Canova is a past guest here on Cars Yeah, and he's detailed over 8,000 vehicles. And that kind of professional experience leads to innovation. He was tired of uncomfortable stools and creepers and being down on his knees when detailing cars. So as a result, Jim thought, you know what, there must be a better way. And he invented the Bumby seat. His unique design gets you off your knees and your bum onto a far more comfortable seating position. For all your low-level automotive detailing, the Bumby seat with its patented full flat design allows you to adjust your position to the task at hand. Convenient side trays hold your car care products, tools, cloths, or a tasty beverage. Built for the toughest driveways and garage tests, the Bumby seat has wheels that roll easily over almost any surface, and it makes a great around-the-home adjustable stool for hobbies, yard work, or take it to the car show. The full-flat design makes storage a breeze. Jim has launched an Indiegogo fundraiser, and you can get in on the start of what's sure to be an industry favorite. Go to Indiegogo.com and type in Bumby Seat, that's B-U-M-B-E-E, Seat, to be one of the first in line to start improving your automotive detailing experience today. That's Bumby Seat on the Indiegogo.com website. And when you're there, remember to use the code CARSIA to get couple very cool special offers just for you cars yeah listeners bumby seat get yours today so philip we are back so you and i are getting ready to head to the uh incredible week of fun the pebble beach concord car week there's so many cool things to see but you're going to be doing some uh, a cool or a cool thing there you're going to be sitting on a forum but before we talk about that i want you to talk just briefly about hollowbrook wealth management what you do there the world of wealth management of securing finances for people and making sure their future looks healthy and fun and then also we'll touch on Turtle Garage, what on earth Turtle Garage? But let's start with Hollowbrook.
1: Well, Hollowbrook Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor uh, that I co-founded back in 2002. And we seek to uh, serve our clients. If you think about people worry about their health and their wealth, we exist so our clients don't have to worry about their wealth. And the genesis of the firm was that, you know, my father sold his business and handed his money to a large firm in New York they just didn't didn't treat him as an individual and frankly they didn't do a real good job and I thought there had to be a better way mm. and so the the genesis of hollowbrook actually came from my family's own need to have a high standard of care for their financial assets and and that's really how it all began in that that humble beginning and and here we are today with 13 employees and uh, we oversee about a billion dollars of capital and have a wonderful list of really interesting people that we do business with and you know it's it's like the car world right it's it's all about the people you yeah. interact with and that's what makes it really fun and interesting and and rewarding
0: well absolutely and preserving and growing and caring for people's wealth which is typically very hard-earned that's a huge burden on one guys or 13 people in your case shoulders uh to make sure that that continues and we go through these tumultuous times like we're going through right now where everybody's like what is going on but you and i've been around long enough i think i've been through four or five of these things now this one's a little unique but they're all a little unique right
1: Yeah, they're, they're all unique in their own way. I mean, this one is a little different given the massive debt levels globally, the decade we've had of, of, you know, suppressed interest rates by global central banks, really unnaturally low interest rates. So the tiger is now busting out of the cage, so to speak, and we're seeing very high rates of inflation, you know, very high oil prices, energy crises in Europe. Uh, geopolitical conflict in in Russia and now in China with the U.S. Uh, tensions heating up there. So there's a lot of a lot of cross currents and things out there, which which makes you fall back on owning quality, own own things not dissimilar from the car world. Right, a, a really good example of the best cars are always going to be worth something in a good or bad market, and it's similar in investments, companies that are well run with ethical management, that are not over leveraged, that don't have too much debt, that, that serve a fundamental need in society and serve it well. These are businesses that are gonna do well, whether the Dow Jones is at thirty five thousand or whether it's at ten thousand or five thousand. And, and and, you know, in history, Mark, you know, just as well as I do, some of the greatest companies in the world have been founded in these moments of turmoil. Apple and Microsoft are two great examples in the 70s. So there's there's always something to be positive about. And, And I remain bullish on America. We are, you know, despite all of our challenges, we are the center of innovation. We have liquid and deep capital markets. We have rule of law. We have energy resources. You know, we have the ability to grow crops in this country. Um, you know, we're really blessed as a, as a country of being in America.
0: Amen to that for sure. Now, as if you weren't busy enough, Turtle Garage, touch on that a little bit. Turtle Garage, we talked about that, and you, can, you listeners can go back and listen to Philip's first talk with me. He was uh, guest number 866, and we did touch in depth on Turtle Garage, but I just want you to touch on why do this when you're so busy doing that.
1: Well, you know, I think busy people get things done in this world, and I like yeah. being busy. And, and I enjoy writing, and I'm, I'm so grateful to Keith Martin and the whole staff at Sports Car Market for giving me a shot in writing for the magazine. And, and that really spurred a, a, a passion in me to write. And so... I don't write a lot on Total Garage. I write when I think there's something important or interesting or I observe something that I think I can have a, a meaningful perspective on that my readership might enjoy. But it's really just a it's a hobby, it's a fun outlet for me. It's a blog I've been writing since twenty fifteen. There's a lot of different material on the site, most of it which is pretty timeless. So it's, it's not really expiring. It, it's stuff that you can go back and read. I love the blog and I, love, I enjoy the people I've met through it. And it's also spurred um, you know, my biennial car show, Turtle Invitational, which I run here at my uh, family farm up in New York uh, every other year in September. And that's, a, that's an invitational event. And we have had a, a great three shows and we're having our fourth show next year
0: very cool and by the way you listeners uh, go to his website and subscribe he'll send you a cool little book that I developed uh for Philip Yes, you thank still, you, you mark you're welcome and uh you'll get that a cool little ebook I put together very similar to the ebook you get if you subscribe on the kargie yeah website I had a lot of fun doing that for Philip he's got a cool 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 website you really should go and subscribe now let's get to car week because the first thing I want to touch on is you are part of a car forum with a subtitle of distraction to disruptor I believe you're going to be talking Talking with uh, another past guest here, Randy Nonnenberg, uh, co founder of Bring a Trailer, correct?
1: Yeah, Randy uh, will be on the panel and, and Rupert Banner from Bonhams as oh, well. I cool. Think he's going to be on the panel. So it's a, it's a pretty esteemed group. And then you have me. So uh, it's <laughs> well, going to be fun. You're
0: the crown jewel of the group. Come on, don't uh, rate <laughs> yourself here. Well, let's talk a little bit about. What you guys are going to be talking about, and I gave a little clue there: distractor to disruptor. What is this panel going to be all about? And can anybody attending Car Week go and listen to you guys and learn a whole lot?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the panel is really going to be a, a broad, wide, and deep discussion about how auctions. You know, how online auctions are changing the way collector cars are bought and sold. And I think we've seen this incredible evolution with Bring a Trailer and how it's really turned the market on its, on its ear and also broadened our potential, uh, participant base so widely around the world where there are people bidding on cars from all over the country, all over the world, people commentating on the cars, uh, that are up on Bring a Trailer. And it's made the collector car world not only accessible to a whole new demographic, but also it's bringing people together, and it's it's doing good things for the industry and creating content and creating interaction and creating value at the end of the day. Because you know a lot of these cars uh, might might have languished in garages had there not been an outlet for them to be easily transacted upon. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fascinating afternoon discussion at Pebble.
0: For people that are uh, fortunate enough to be at Car Week, they can attend this, right? How do they get involved?
1: Yeah, I believe the, um, the lectures are taking place right next to the Gooding Tent. And I think it's accessible to anybody who's who's there at Car Week.
0: Yeah, I encourage uh, listeners that are going to be there. And if you're, you're there and you see me, please come up and say hello, because this will be my 32nd year going to Car Week. Uh, I can't wait to go down there. It's going to be quite fun. And Randy, uh, as you listeners know who've listened to me a lot, you know, they over Bring a Trailer, I sold first car I've ever sold at an online auction. I sold my beloved Orange Crush a couple months ago, and the whole experience, I was very nervous about it, was absolutely spectacular. I got a stellar price. Uh, everything went super well, and I'm happy to say that uh, my Orange Crush is living about an hour north of me now. I've got visitation rights. It's in a garage that's nicer <laughs> than my home. It's gone to an incredible collector with a beautiful home and an incredible garage, and it's living with many of its brethren and sisters' uh, German cars, because his garage is full of Porsches so everything couldn't have gone better for me and your other co-speaker of course Rupert Banner vice president at group motoring director Ed Bonhams he was a guest here on Cars Yeah back in 2019 so I look forward to seeing all three of you stellar stars up on the panel so when we go back to thinking about Pebble in our upcoming journeys together here Philip what are you expecting or hoping I should say to see at Pebble this year what are some of the things you've got you fired up?
1: So, you know, Mark, it's actually, it's such a great question, but I would, I would change the, the, what are you hoping to see to who am I hoping to see? <laughs> I and I think that, and, and I really think that is really what it's all about, right? It's about who we're going to see. The cars are all unbelievable. I mean, you know, Arm and Gooding have an unbelievable lineup of cars this year for yeah, auction. Yeah, You know, the show field on Sunday is going to be just outrageous. You know, all the surrounding events, Concorso, uh, and, and uh, Legends of the Audubon and the Quail. I mean, all these things going on are going to be fantastic. But for me, what really tips the scales is having time with friends and, and meeting friends of friends and new people, which every year, I mean, you've been going 32 years, you know, the accumulation of relationships that come from uh, Monterey Car Week and specifically the show on Sunday at Pebble Beach It's unparalleled, and it's really unlike anything else in the world in any other venue or any other sport or business or hobby. It's just plain different there, and I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of people I haven't seen in a while and meeting some new people.
0: You know, a couple weeks ago, I featured an entire week of guests here on Cars. Yeah, who are going to have vehicles on the lawn. And it was a great lineup of people. But one of the guests was a prolific collector and vintage racer, Ross Myers. And, And he said the exact same thing. He said, you know, you go to Pebble and you see people that he goes, I have friends that live like an hour from me, but I'm so busy with my work and my career. I don't see them, but I see them at Pebble. I've been going so long that there are people that I see, that I see every year, and I finally walk up and go, can I introduce myself? I've seen you here every year. Who are you? And you create a friend, and next year you see them again, and my week is lined up with I've got dinners with people, meetups with friends, and now because of cars, yeah, all these people I've, I've got... I'm so fortunate to have them reach out and say, "Hey, can I see, can I meet up with you? Can we see each other? Can we say hello?" And uh yeah, it is about the who's, not the what's. Now, you mentioned a couple of the wonderful auctions. There's so many great auctions going on. Are there a couple vehicles that you could maybe touch on that you're looking forward to uh to seeing because there are some insane vehicles being sold this year.
1: I mean, I think this year, I mean, I say this every year. It's like this has got to <laughs> be the high wa- This has got to be the high water mark of of cars being sold at one place you know online auctions notwithstanding this is really uh, an avalanche of unbelievable automobiles I mean you know just looking at it, RM has got these these vintage Ferraris I mean this this one 1957 Ferrari 500 TRC spider oh yeah I mean the car has a has a has a range of 8 million to ten million dollars um, <laughs> there's incredible. also you know some it's incredible. And then there's some similar Maseratis from the same era. There's a, this uh, Maserati 200 SI, you know, with the roughly a three or four million dollar price and this 53 uh, Ferrari 375mm Spider with again a eight million to 10 million dollar. I mean, these are just. These are, as like Miles Collier would say, these are not cars; these are artifacts of history. Right. It's amazing that they're going to go on the block, you know, at Monterey. The the one car that really actually caught my eye, and maybe you know, all cars that catch us do so because we might have had an experience with them in the past. And there's an alloy-bodied uh, Mercedes Gullwing that's going to come up for sale at uh, the auctions, and I'm very curious what the car will bring. Yeah. Uh, the the really interesting thing about the alloy gullwing is that to the naked eye, I mean, obviously a, a real connoisseur can tell. There's some there's some differences, minor differences, aesthetically, but you can't tell the difference from an alloy gullwing. You know, the average person mm-hmm. from a normal gullwing, and and I I learned this because um, Peter Sachs has uh, an alloy gullwing, and I once got the great fortune of seeing his collection, and I. I made the mistake and said it's a it's a really beautiful gullwing or a rare gullwing, and, and Peter pointed out that gullwings actually aren't that rare. They build, in can fifteen hundred and fifty three hundred fl gullwings. Alloy body gullwings are very rare. Yeah, and there are twenty eight twenty eight of them. I think were made, and I don't know, maybe maybe eighteen to twenty or less, given time and all these things. So, I, I really am drawn to the alloy gullwing because to me. It's such a statement, you know, having my father come from Germany and grow up during the Third Reich and you know, Germany just being in rubble in 1945 and everyone's lives destroyed. And, and obviously, given what happened in Germany at that time, the, the psyche and the, the damage to the psyche of the German people of all the horrible atrocities. And then 10 years later, a, a mere 10 years later, you have the gulling and not only the gullwing, but then an alloy body gullwing on top of it. So, like if the gullwing alone wasn't enough of a leap forward and a look to the future, we had the alloy gullwing, and here is one for sale at Pebble Beach, which um, you know I just think that's a that's a tremendous thing to to, to behold.
0: Kind of reminded me with the going doors open, the phoenix rising from the ashes. When you think about what came out of Germany and, and other countries too, even Japan, uh, what came yes. out of those countries and then the new innovation and growth and prosperity and so forth. Now, going from one extreme to the other, will you be going to lemons?
1: I will definitely be going to lemons. You know, <laughs> okay. last year... Last year, I had a a wonder, you know, things in in Monterey just happened by circumstance or circumstance. I don't know how you call it. Yeah. uh, Happenstance. Yes. And, uh, and I just happened to somehow in the morning get connected and invited to this breakfast and Wayne Carini was at the breakfast and we were at this little dive diner in town. And then we went to this, this small, um, used car dealer that deals in some classic cars. It's an Iranian guy that, Uh, that I guess Wayne has been going to every year to visit before Lemons, and he picks out a car to drive to Lemons. Oh, cool. And I rode their their coattails the whole morning. So I had breakfast with them, and then we drove over to, uh, I think it's called Dodie's, I forget the name. And we went to Dodie's and picked out Wayne's car, and he drove it to Lemons, and then we all went to Lemons. And I think the thing about Lemons that's so great is yeah, it's a little silly and it's a little over the top, but it reminds us that, again, it's, it's not about the, the four million dollar Packard that's on the field at Pebble. It's about fun and it's about kind of laughing at ourselves at times. And it's about looking back at the mistakes of various countries in the automobile industry. Um, it's about camaraderie and it's about people. And so I definitely will go to Lemons again this year. Uh, for those very reasons.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, those events that has come up, and it's so interesting. And I remember, I think it was the first time it was there, I was driving out, maybe going to the track, and we drove by this place and I said, what's going on over there? And somebody said, I think it's that lemons thing and so we turned around and went back yeah we missed some of the first races uh because it was quite fun quite interesting so and it's free and it's it's just you know so many things about it they're fun and it is the extreme and that's a great testament to what happens during car week so many different events so many different people we're going to take a short break and thank our sponsors and we come back we'll continue our talk about what's coming up this week at pebble beach concord car week we'll be right back i've teamed up with auto geek because well, they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories for more than 20 years. Their Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax is specially formulated from Brazilian Carnuba wax. It's easy to apply on any paint surface and provides that warm glow that we love, especially me on my vehicles. You're going to love it too. A favorite of car shows countrywide, Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax from Auto Geek wipes on easily, requires no drying time, is easy to remove, and provides up to 90 days of protection against Against damaging environmental contaminants. This wax is designed to exceed the standards of the most discriminating enthusiasts and collectors. Go to AutoGeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their very skilled technical support. AutoGeek.net, that's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. Linkage, it's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey and be sure to use the code carsya when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at linkagemag.com. Here at carsya, yeah, it's all about inspiration and our charity of choice is TechForce Foundation where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. TechForce helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Autotechs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. So we're back, Philip. So here's a question for you. Uh, In fact, I'm going to ask you something kind of off the cuff here. So I've invested my future wealth with you. And I call Philip up and I say, Philip, I'm going to Pebble and I want to buy a car. What's your advice? Now, you're a wealth manager. You're somebody who cares for people's futures, their security. But I'm a car guy and I want to take a little money out of my funds and go buy a car. How are you going to respond to that question?
1: I would tell you not to buy a car as an investment. I would tell you to buy a car because you love it. There you go. And that's a cliche. And everybody says that. And everyone says they feel that way. But I think you've got a lot of people here at these auctions who are buying what they think are the next hot thing. And they think that the 2019 Ford GT is going to trade, you know, it's trading, let's say, at a million dollars today. They think in five years it's a $5 million car. So they're going to buy it for that reason. I think you get in, you know, you might get lucky here and there, but I think you get in trouble because cars don't have, you know, the component of an equity, like in the equity market, you're buying a cash flow street, right? You're buying management, you're buying growth. Uh, a car is an inanimate object and it's, it's based on the vagaries of demographics of popularity of a lot of things that are just so out of your control. You know, who's to say why, you know, a certain car becomes really the next big thing. I mean, look at what's happened to Ferrari F forties. Right? Oh, yeah. They were you know, there's there's an unbelievable, you know, data point where in nineteen ninety nine a six speed new Ferrari sold for two hundred and fifty thousand and a nineteen ninety Ferrari F forty sold for like two hundred and ten thousand dollars or two hundred and forty thousand. Mm-hmm. Well one of them ended up being an unbelievable return and the other one ended up being a new car. And so You know, who's to say that, you know, that the F40, uh, you know, why is the F40? Yes, it's got the Enzo 40th anniversary last car built under his reign, the Ferrari, et cetera, et cetera. But they built a lot of F40s, right? There's a lot of them out there. So I I think my advice would be to, you know, to stick to, if you are going to go and buy a car, buy what you really, really, that hits that nerve in you, that keeps you up at night, that makes you like reel from the garage door when you put it in the garage and stare at it. And then buy the best, absolute best car you can afford. Because as I said earlier, when things turn south and you have to generate liquidity, a, a mediocre example of a semi-popular car is not going to bring the money in a down market that the best example of of that car would bring. So I would I would buy the best thing you can afford, and and also. You know, I think a lot of people in our industry are very impatient. Uh, they want instant gratification. They see the shiny bobble go across the stage and they they get to buy it now, either on Bring a Trailer or at, at Gooding or RM here at Pebble. I think patience and waiting for the fat pitch is really important because the right cars actually do come along if you're patient, and that's the fun of it—the delayed gratification of of learning more about the vehicle you're going after knowing its flaws and its pros and cons and knowing what they're susceptible to over time and what you're probably going to have to budget for repairs, even if you buy a great example, and waiting for that fat pitch. And I think you've had Dean Lumbach on your show. I'm not sure if you have, but, you know, Dean, Dean taught me that really with, with buying some of these 80s Mercedes that are actually quite rare, like the 190 16 valve, the U.S. version. You know, I suggested seven cars. And Dean kept saying, No, 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 wait, let's wait. We'll find a better one. I said, Dean, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be six feet under by the time <laughs> you find me a car. Yeah. And lo and behold, you know, he found a twenty-five thousand mile one owner, garage, mm-hmm. absolutely perfect example. And and that, that feels great when you find that quality. And that's similar to what we try to do at Hollowbrook Brook and in Investing, is, is be patient and, and, and own quality. And, and don't be, don't get caught up in the wind of the fashion, and stay true, stay true north, and true to your beliefs and and your um, passions. Yeah. So
0: this is why a great financial manager makes a great car collector, because uh, I've heard the exact same things, and it's like getting all twisted in a ball when the market goes down, and you're like, we got to get out of all this stuff, and you got to be patient, you got to watch things, you got to educate yourself, and uh, yeah, so uh, very well said. I love it. Do you think that? We'll see some shattered records this year on car sales.
1: I I do think we will, and I'll tell you why. And I think, you know, one could easily take the other side of this argument, given what interest rates are doing and financing costs going through the roof and inflation and geopolitical risk and, and frankly, quite a lot of potential downside in equity markets from here. Uh, If if the authorities can't kind of engineer a quote-unquote soft landing, which, frankly, uh, we all know they, they've never been able to engineer that. <laughs> no. uh, that's never really <laughs> nope. happened in history. So, And, and the complexities today are, are tenfold what they were even 10 years ago. Um, but I think if you look at the quality of the lots that are for sale at some of these higher-end auctions, whether it's Gooding or RM or otherwise, these are cars that bring all the money because they're all the cars, right? They are the best of the best. Um, I haven't seen all of these cars in person, and I'm going to, I plan to go through every one of them with a fine-tooth comb. But, but, you know, just a, a silly example, right? At RM, they have a final year Porsche 928 GTS. Ah, uh, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> the real Porsche aficionado can say what they want about the 928, but a GTS is a very special car. A final year U.S. version is a very special car, and a five-speed manual is a very special car. And this is a car with thirteen thousand original miles that is absolutely pristine and a very attractive color combination. And obviously color in my book, color really counts in a car. It worked for me with my orange crush. That's right, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and and this is a car that, you know, they, they've got a, they've got it off without reserve with an estimate of two twenty five to two seventy five. And you know, five years ago you'd say, Wait a minute, you're out of your mind. That Porsche nine twenty eight for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like, wow. <laughs> but 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 again, like this is not a, just a nine twenty eight, right? This is a very special end of the line five speed manual GPS that is, you know, a, a very unused car. Most of these cars have miles on them. So there's going to be that's a maybe not a great example when we are dealing with some of these Ferraris from the fifties that are going to go for eight nine ten million. But it's a it's a it's symbolic of the quality that these auction houses have procured and put on the menu here. And I think, you know, it's it's hard to compare. I mean, it's just like when you take statistics, right, in college or business school, you suddenly get enlightened to the fact that numbers can be very deceiving. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like there's years at, 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 you know, at Amelia or Pebble where we'd say, oh, God, you know, that was a terrible year, the economy's bad. Well, you got to dig in and do the work and look at what they were selling. And maybe it was a year that people just weren't parting with their cars. And RM or Gooding had trouble getting people to part with some great pieces. And therefore, the menu was not like a New Jersey diner. It was more like a French bistro, and it was very small, right? And so you didn't have the volume to sell, and you didn't have the high-line cars to sell. Whereas, you know, this year, it's it's literally, like I said, it's an avalanche. It's just unbelievable unbelievable quality and rarity and and very, very, very expensive cars. So I, I, I think markets notwithstanding and, and you can't ignore the market forces here, but the buyers of these types of vehicles that will be there at Pebble, they're gonna buy these cars, whether the Dows again at ten thousand or thirty five thousand. Now if the if this nine twenty eight GTS was a you know seven owner car That was a bad color combination that had 94,000 miles on it. We
0: wouldn't be talking about it.
1: We wouldn't be talking about it, right. And so, you know, not to beat a dead horse, so to speak, but that's that's really what we're looking at here. I think we're going to have a blowout uh, year of uh, auction results.
0: Well, as you look at the market, and I, I have a guest coming up next week on Cars, yeah, that sells high-end, um, kind of reimagined Broncos and Scouts. And I asked this guy, he's much younger than us. He's in his early 30s, I believe. I said, who's buying these things? Because they're building cars that are two hundred fifty to $750,000. And he talked about the M-word, the millennials, uh, who are getting into the market now. They have money. And they're building and buying their dreams, I guess, if you will. Um, and that evolves into my next question of the collector car market evolving over the next five years. And before we get into that crystal ball, which is typically pretty gray, uh, how why is the collector car market s- so strong right now? We've seen these, you and I have seen these rises, and then we see bubbles kind of burst, and they kind of come down. But what's happened in the last year and a half, two years I think COVID might have something to do with it as well. Supply chain issues, you know, it's all supply and demand. What's your impression of why are things so crazy?
1: I I don't think you can pinpoint it to one single thing, and I definitely don't have the answer. I I think you touched on some of them. Uh, You know, I think COVID, definitely, we were all locked up in our houses wondering if we were going to live to fight another day. And there was a lot of, ah, what the heck kind of moments and clicking on bring a trailer. Let's relive our our high school days with that BMW M6 and things of that sort were certainly happening. Um, but I, I do think you cannot underestimate, uh, and I, I say this to our clients too, the price of money affects everything. And it sounds really simple to say that interest rates are really the anchor to everything financial. But I think we've forgotten that in the last 12 years as interest rates have been zero yes. and we've been anchored to nothing. So it's hard to have capitalism when there's no price of capital. So you've had all these distortions in asset prices. I mean, just look at what even some low-grade artists who are you know, not very well known or respected in the art world, their pieces are selling at Sotheby's for crazy money. Yeah. And so I think what you have here is uh, the crescendo, if, if you will, of of this historic period of low interest rates, which is now, frankly, as we know, coming to an end. And that'll be very interesting in the discussion over the next five years, how the price of money affects these assets. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also the bring a trailer effect. I think you cannot underestimate the massive impact that bring a trailer has had on bringing more eyeballs and more millennials and more older folks and anybody uh, into the car world. And And I go to car shows all the time and this this whole thing about oh cars are dead no one has interest in cars I mean, young people don't even want their drivers like it's all nonsense yeah you I know agree. I, I know I have my best friend from high school his son is spends his weekends night times anytime doing what he calls car spotting and I didn't know this but there are several very young uh, kids who camp out on Greenwich Avenue in Greenwich Connecticut all day on Saturday and Sunday and do nothing but photograph rare cars driving down Greenwich Avenue or parked on Greenwich Avenue. <laughs> and they post them on Instagram. And there are literally dozens. And, you know, we, we drove my uh, SL65 Black Series to, uh, to the, uh, the chowder lunch the other day in Bruce Park. And we, he said, can we drive down Greenwich Avenue and there's going to be lots of car spotting? And I'm like, car what? Car what? He said, yeah. car spotting. <laughs> And and there were there were, and so then I looked on Instagram and suddenly you know, there's like fifteen pictures of us driving down Ranch Avenue. There
0: you go. Um
1: <laughs> so, so I think I think there's a lot, like all those things you mentioned, um, but I I would you know, not that I can predict the future, but I would bet there are gonna be some very significant headwinds going forward for all of these real assets. Uh as rates rise and risks increase and people get more cautious. Um we may be uh, facing a, a, a kind of a zenith of the collector car market here.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's incredible what's going on. Car spotting. Yeah, I used to do that as a kid, but we didn't have cameras or Instagram. we just go, oh, look at that cool Mustang. <laughs> that was kind of the end that of it takes- as we were sitting on our skateboards waiting to go surfing. This has been a really great talk, Philip, and I'm, I'm so happy I got to touch base with you before we head down there. Uh, or you, in your case, across the country, I'm going down. You're coming across and up to visit uh, the Pebble Beach Concord Car Week because it's just so much fun. I can't wait to see you there. If you were going to advise somebody who's heading off, this week to enjoy this week of people and cars what kind of advice or uh, words of inspiration would you offer them
1: i would tell them to bring sunscreen and water <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. well a guy from florida he knows about that
1: <laughs> well it's a marathon not a sprint i mean i say that you know tongue-in-cheek but but you know it is a long week being there oh, yeah. and uh it's almost kind of the event I, I give you a lot of credit for going 32 years in a row because it's sort of to me the kind of thing that. I don't know if I could do it every year. It's almost uh, every Olympic year type of event because <laughs> yeah. it's so crowded and it's so disparate and you have to travel and the traffic is tough and it's hard to get a restaurant reservation. And, you know, it's just so tough. But um, I would just say, you know, build up your stamina and your strength and, and and pick your spots. You know, the sports car market has a great little booklet that you yes. can get, which shows the whole map of the peninsula and it shows on a Gantt chart, like with timing of all the different events and where they are and I would say try to pick your spots carefully and and go to those spots and enjoy them and, and don't try to run to every single thing because you're just going to wear yourself out it's, it's too much
0: well said uh, I much. go with yeah, I go with a buddy of mine Bill every year, and um, I sent him my Gantt chart, if you will, my calendar, and I got all the events in different colors and I shot it over to him in a text and he goes, "Oh my gosh, another one of those weeks with Mark Green." <laughs> If you really look at it, I've I, I've used that same sports car market, and thank you, Keith Martin, for that book because it's really helpful. And, and some things have changed this year. They're starting the historic races on Wednesday instead of Thursday. They're ending on Saturday. So Sunday, all those folks that are trying to decide between Laguna Seca and Pebble Beach Concours can now go to the Concours because that's really where you need to be on Sunday. But you're right. You need to pick your Poison and go and stay there and enjoy it and slow down. It'll be back again next year and the year after that. So if you can't do works and legends, and they've even moved legends from Friday to Thursday because those two conflicted with the works. But, of course, I'm going to camp out at the Quail. I'm lucky enough to have a ticket to get to that event. This year, Motor Lux, the jet party, is all new uh, with the Haggerty folks. So there's so many things to do. But uh, well said. Pick your venue. Go there. Stay there. Enjoy it. Meet people. Enjoy, talk, relax. It's going to be so much fun. How can people learn more about Hollowbrook Wealth Management and Turtle Garage and subscribe?
1: Uh, really easy. Uh, hollowbrookllc.com is our website, and uh, turtlegarage.com gets you to the blog. Also, you know turtleinvitational.com brings you to uh, our website for the biannual car show that we run here in Bedford, New York. And uh, that's coming up next September, and there's some great photographs on that site from prior shows. And we've had we've been very, very lucky to have some very serious collectors back our efforts on the Turtle Invitational, and we've had some pretty outrageous cars oh, yeah. come over the podium at at that. that, that at Bedford, New York.
0: Well, my hat's off to you, Philip. I mean, a guy who's so busy with a very successful career, and then he starts this little blog thing that evolves into writing and so much more, and then he goes, oh, I think I'll have a little concord on the side. Uh, you must never sleep, my friend, uh, but uh, you're, you're certainly, you know how to fill up Create a full, rich life, and my hat's off to you. And I can't wait to see you uh, down in uh, Pebble Beach, Monterey area. We're gonna have so much fun, Philip. Thanks for uh, taking a little bit of time out and sharing your expertise. For you listeners, uh, go and check out the Pebble Beach Concours website. I'm sure you can find out more about the uh, forum that Philip and his buddies are gonna be at. Because these things are really worth sitting down and listening to. You can learn so much from these experts about what you're gonna walk into, and if you're fortunate enough to be able to bid on some cars. Uh, they'll uh, heed you in the right direction, just as Philip has done today. Philip, safe travels, my friend. I'll see you in Monterey, Pebble. Thank you for spending time with us. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Pebble Beach Concours.
1: Mark, thank you so much for having me, and I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you there, and uh, hopefully at the Quail as well. Oh yeah, I'll be there too. Wow, fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah.